You know, I know we can gab forever before we get to playing, but this episode brings it to a whole different level. I mean, it's a good indicator of like how much we actually enjoy each other's company that we can just get on a call and like hang out. It's actually something that we really enjoy doing. But I guess the long and short of it is that we do a typical 15 minutes of chit chat here on episode 29, and then we end up delving into a dramatic book reading that was honestly just too great to cut. So if you like hanging out with us, this is a great episode, but if you want to get right to the story on this one, you can jump to the 32 minute mark. I'll talk to you guys soon. Previously on Knucklebones. The Butts crept into Astrovale's old observatory in search of Victrum DuPonts, who they found, and who turns out to be a rather off-putting tabaxi. Despite his lack of panache, however, DuPonts had a lot of valuable information to bestow upon the Butts. Well, they learned all about the Maelstrom, a mysterious void miles off the coast that causes a slow and painful death to anyone who comes into contact with it. Just like listening to his voice. They learned that <laughs> they learned that the meteor shard they're seeking landed in the maelstrom, and they also learned that the shard itself penetrated the maelstrom and created a hole in the void, spewing umbral energy. Probably most significantly, they learned that Admiral Nemery had already begun preparations to explore the interior of the maelstrom, thanks to the information Astrovale received from Victrum Duponce himself. In the dead of night. Lies uncoverers of treasures, truths, and such, left the observatory to turn in for the night. They barely got to the end of the jetty, however, when three men bearing the sigil of a shooting star revealed themselves, stating that the Luminous had a message to send. Hold on to your butts. Bone Boys, Scalades, Osteo NBs, Trans Talisai, Chitin Kids, and all the cartilaginous folks in between, welcome back. To knuckle bones. Butts, 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 butts. I like that you Who split let my butt out. You went, we were like, is it trans talisman or should we go trans tali? And you said trans talisman or whatever you just went with. It works. Trans talisman. If there is a single. Look, look, if there's a single trans tally out there that wants to message me and let me know the proper pronunciation and grammatical format, please, by all means, at me, baby. Um, I, I want to say the, this earnestly. Sorry, Max. Earnestly, not. I don't want this to sound like I'm making light of anyone's gender identity, which I am not. I just oh no. really, really hope we do find someone who identifies as a trans talus. Or <laughs> trans tally. Or, or, or what, trans talisai. They would be. They would be a. Trans they could be a two spirit way, right? who is also they're trans. Not plural, right? Oh, sure. Oh, they would okay. be a trans. They would be a trans talus, yeah. Because they would be a. Singular. I just want. Yeah. I. That's. I don't know what that would mean exactly. I just want it to happen. I feel like that's my barometer for is this worth doing anymore. I will acknowledge my potential <laughs> ignorance in saying that I don't know. So if you do know, educate me. Well, it's just tricky, right? Because, like I said, technically speaking, the plural noun of talus is tali. And so I was like, oh, I fucked up. I should have looked up the plural noun before I made up this intro, aka trans tali, not trans taluses. But trans taluses sounded fun. But then Matt all of a sudden comes in here and is like, hey, but you don't necessarily keep like the source languages, uh, like pluralization rules when you right, take girl. them. 
And so then all of a sudden it meant that the whole world opened up and now I don't know what anyone is anymore. Look, we're always trying to improve ourselves here at Knuckle Bones and this Speak is just a yourself. step This is just a <laughs> stepping stone along the way. <laughs> Max, I feel like I, we we went we dug deep on this diatribe, and you were maybe about to say something much more interesting. Yeah. Have we have we outed me as a white guy? If the listeners couldn't tell up until now. Uh, yeah. Damn. All of our pictures, of, or all of our faceless portraits are uh, oh, that's true. White. Yeah. Hey, I mean, maybe they technic. haven't looked at our Instagram. Or, or Facebook or Twitter or for website. shame. Or our Tumblr account. Or, or our only is it Or their social media agnostic, Nick. Some of us don't participate. <laughs> so, wait, some of us, you it's said? It's not that they I don't said, believe. Pump that the brakes. Some of us don't participate? Yeah, I don't. Are I you don't implying that you are a... You just mentioned. You abstain? Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I historically have a Facebook. Uh, it, is current, it is currently active because uh, I found a kitty in the park and I would need to see if he had an owner. Um, most of the time it is not active and I have never had a Twitter and Instagram. Uh, what do you other. What do you do with the millions of hours in the day? He spends like, them like, feeling what do you better do? about himself than everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, mostly I walk around and I tell people how superior I am. <laughs> I just see Matt like walking around with like a rib or a drumstick or something. Takes a rip off of it. Yep, that's good. And that's it. Just walking around your house. I I Eating. still get sucked into the the doom scroll occasionally. Well, but here's the thing: how often do you actually do that while you're not also doing something else? Well, like normally TV, what you I do guess. is you like throw something on TV and you scroll through Instagram, right? Like that's yeah, sort of yeah. the standard model. And it's like, right, right. I just do it without the Instagram part. So I like, I watch TV or I'm playing guitar. Or I'm, you know what I mean? I'm doing whatever the other thing I was going to do is anyway. And then, and like, and to be fair, I'm not saying I've never visited. Oh, you know, like back in the day, of course I was doom scrolling Facebook. I still get on Reddit sometimes. I don't like participate, but I read stuff on there, you know? Max, yeah. you're on Reddit, right? Um, I mean, not as much anymore. I mean, I, in I've general, never... I'm like, I genuinely have no clue what I do with my time. I don't like I I wake up every morning and I'm like, what did I do yesterday? No clue. <laughs> <laughs> have you tried mementoing it or like the first stage? Can you like? <laughs> My memento every night, dear Max. I'm my memento is I knew what happened to me uh, a couple days ago when I tried to get uh, a spot test on my arm and it turned into a fucking uh, death mark uh, two weeks ago. Um, is, and still hasn't this, gone away. Still can't find test? a dye to work. Yeah, trying to see uh, what dyes I'm not allergic to. Turns out all of them. Uh, Mm. Um, I'm like hyper into the um, attention draining things so I'm I'm very into Rocket League and I play that like a lot and I find myself that in like in the there's like five seconds between goals and in those five seconds I'm scrolling Facebook 
and then in the like 10 seconds between games i'm like scrolling facebook and it's like you know it's just like catches it catch picks up it's where AD, i left off it's you know ADHD, yeah nick is what it is it's well, unmedicated yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, i think you max a... is gonna be sick <laughs> yeah like no, you, that sounds... you, guys, you guys nick likes to uh be editing a podcast with one headphone in watching tv and scrolling on his phone like that's his like normal state of being and i'm like how are you paying enough attention to our fucking podcast if you're also watching tv enough to laugh at it and also laughing at the memes on your phone and also editing a pod <laughs> like it's so much or he'll be playing yeah he'll be playing rocket league when he was on the switch see now he plays it on the playstation uh, so he only there's a little bit devices. more focus. It's a little that level of stimulus when he would play it hives. on the switch, he would watch the TV. It gave me hives to be in his presence <laughs> because he's got the TV. On. I, I don't he's think got... I don't think that's about the stimulus, Michael. I think that's just Nick. <laughs> Nick gives me a lot of anxiety, and this motherfucker says that he doesn't have anxiety. Go fuck yeah. yourself, bud. Yeah, me. I don't claim to not have anxiety. Oh, I thought he, you did. He just. It doesn't acknowledge it and belittles everybody else that has it and pretends no, when do no, I do that? I, did, I didn't. <laughs> when do I do that? I did not get the vibe that he was belittling. I was no. like purely jealous I, of. I was, no, I was literally just making a joke and Nick took it very seriously. Yeah, why would I wouldn't belittle somebody that has anxiety. Nick wouldn't be able to be friends with me. <laughs> He's married to me. Yeah. <laughs> And my at- oh wait is that where we're going <laughs> yeah so yeah. so the secret is I just don't actually pay attention to anything it's just like seventeen I don't think I don't think that's a secret Nick it's oh. not a secret yeah seventeen percent you know maybe that maybe that really explains a lot of my brain fry maybe I should yes maybe I should chill maybe you should get medicated for your ADHD I I also I have found a lot of peace in doing like monotasking really intentionally um where it's like even for dumb shit like i will sit down and just eat instead of eating while doing another thing which i do all the time because i just never cared about like sitting at the table or whatever um but like that shit genuinely makes me like a happier and more well-rounded person and, and it really increases the likelihood that i do things like um like when you finish your lunch like cleaning your dishes and putting them away and straightening up after yourself. Like those little two minute tasks that you should be doing between all the main things you're doing that you neglect. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, every two weeks you're like, why is my life such a clusterfuck? Like Hmm. really intentionally monotasking is a thing that like I, I have to work really hard on because it's not my default mode, but makes me a clearly happier human being. I might, I might give it a shot. I'll give it a fair shake. God I, knows, I, even if I don't stick with it, it's worth like a like a concentration fast. <laughs> I yeah, subscribe right. <laughs> to the uh, bathroom sink method. Uh, so I also have ADHD that I'm not medicated for, but that's because I'm medicated for a million other things and I can't add stimulants to this shit. Um, but so Except I... Except the fun ones. Once read about... <laughs> I once read about this like bathroom sink mentality to talk about how like something that I really do struggle with even uh, when I'm not disabled and struggling to exist is uh, if I'm trying to clean or tidy I get really hyper focused 
And then next mm-hmm. thing you'll know, I'll have spent like four hours organizing my desk and haven't actually like cleaned anything. Um, and so what I, you know, in reading about like different like coping strategies and things, ways to deal with this is say, is you, you pick your one thing, right? It's like you pick, you're like, I am going to clean the bath and sink. And you start to clean the bathroom sink and then inevitably you then start to, you know, you wipe down the mirror and then you go, oh, right, but back to the sink. And then anytime you re- catch yourself like distracting, you just you go back to the kitchen sink or, or to the bathroom sink. And as soon as the bathroom sink is actually done cleaning, then you stop. But that might take you an hour, right? But you just always keep like anytime you catch yourself mediating, you go back to the one singular task. So instead of being like, I'm going to clean the bathroom and then getting hyper fixated on something, you're like, I'm going to give myself one thing to focus on and then things around it will get better hmm. as I focus on that one thing. That's interesting. I do a similar thing without having like you're describing a process. I had to like admit to myself that it, like the inefficiency of it is OK, which is specifically with cleaning but with other chores too i'll go like oh i'm gonna do the floors i'm gonna vacuum and then mop or whatever right Mm -hmm. and then i'll start to do that and then halfway through that i'm like oh i should grab this and move that and i'll start cleaning like a 25 percent of each different room differently and i'll get like real scattered about it Mm -hmm. but what i've realized is i used to beat myself up about it and then sort of like quit or try to like force myself back to task and what I've realized is that if I let it run to completion for me, it actually is a good circuit and does clean everything. It's not very efficient, yeah. but it works yeah. if I just let it happen. <laughs> and then like the yeah. momentum of cleaning the thing that feels like the path of least resistance in the moment, that momentum is worth more than the efficiency, yeah, totally. if that makes sense. Or it's like, yeah. or else then I'll get flustered with trying to do it, you know, quote unquote, right. And I'll like quit. Yeah. Where it's like, no, just do literally anything. Like, clean your fucking house. Yeah. (laughs) I really struggle with, because of my illnesses and my disabilities, right, where I, uh, sometimes I can't finish a task that I've started. And that, and I'm really hard on myself about it normally. Um, Because then it kind of just feels like, why couldn't you do this like one task right so Mm -hmm. I've had to like make a lot of space for myself of like okay I need it's okay if things that would normally be one task for somebody else have to happen in stages for me like it's okay if like I can't just clean a room if I have to be like I'm gonna clean my desk today and then my room gets clean right like I can't Mm -hmm. like even if I can't just like allowing myself and also making breaks before I need them is the other thing. Like and also I push like myself to a point where in I anything doing what you actually can, like setting out to achieve a thing you can do and just like chipping away the work you can do is such a better strategy than I'm going to do this whole thing and I'm going to do it great. And I, once I'm ready for that, I'll start, you know, and it's like, yeah, I'm real bad about that. Like I'm such a planner that I like won't fucking start a task. And then yeah. suddenly I'm like, oh, now it's overwhelming because it's gotten worse while I was sitting here thinking about how best to do the, the small thing. And now it's a big thing. Yeah. And pretty soon now I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to do any of it. It's like, well, now you have to do it. I wonder if my I wonder if my ability to dungeon master is. I wonder if it's helped or hindered by my focus, like my like how I work. how I like to have different things mm. going on at the same time. 
like that's a normal state of being for me. So now I have my, you know, I have my iPad with my notes and I have the book with the stats and I have, you know, you guys in front of me where we're monitoring sound levels and things like that, like holding all the characters in the fiction, holding the location and the events that are happening. I wonder if that's, you know what I mean? I wonder if that's helped or hindered by a. It's an interesting question. Cause like, it's hard to I say. think, I think that like, for me at least as a DM, that same monotasking mentality makes my games better in the sense that mm-hmm. I'm like really present in the fiction and the role play. And I'm like, I'm playing D and D. That's the only thing I'm doing. Gotcha. Yeah. But to your point, like that's a pretty broad action, right? Like playing D and D, especially as a DM actually means like 40 things. Yeah. Yeah, and exactly. So, so I don't, I don't know how you would like split that up. Yeah. All right. Well, none of that was funny, but it was a good conversation and I feel good about it. Okay, Mikey, you actually had something funny to say. Well, <laughs> what a fucking segue, dude! <laughs> Hell yeah! Nothing makes anything less funny than when someone says, "Like, say your funny thing, little monkey." Say your funny thing. Jesus, dance, dance for us. Sure. Well, so I, I've been thinking a lot um, about you know, the anachronisms in this world, right? And they, they crack me up, right? It's, it's a funny joke. So then I kind of got to thinking about anachronisms at large. Um, and that was kind of in the back of my brain. Uh, when some friends of mine and I started exchanging random websites with each other that were funny, kind of harkening back to the stumble upon days, hashtag elder millennials. Um, and... One of these fun websites that we ha- well, one of these fun websites was a Google Drive list of said fun websites that other people had compiled over the years. And the first one uh, was actually a bit of erotic fiction that when I read the title of it was like, I knew that's where this was going. Of course, of course, I have to I have look to read as this. a quick as a quick aside. And I promise I won't derail this long, Mikey. Has anyone ever told you a story about, and I quote, swapping funny websites with my friends that wasn't also a story about pornography? Uh, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it, I, and I'm glad that you what? picked up where we were going. I, I was trying to give our readers, like our readers, are trying to give our listeners plenty of time to kind of pick up what I was putting down before I jump into this. Mm. Um and so the reason You'll this comes together, this specific erotic short story, I won't obviously read the whole thing, but it's only 4,000 words, so it's, uh, it's a quick oh. read. Um, oh it's really um, it's really all about anachronisms in a way. Um, and so I just wanted to very quickly just tell you a, a little bit of information. Then I want to start reading. I'm going to read you a passage, and I want you to try to figure out where this is going. Okay. Ooh, a little game Mikey, show. Okay. Mikey, when little you, game when show. you, when you show. said, I have something I want to talk about, uh, <laughs> a dramatic reading of erotic fan fiction was not one of the things on my bingo board. <laughs> so the things that you need to know about uh, the protagonist in this story, uh, Christy Ackerland, she is an independent woman, right? Okay. She accepts help from no man. Uh, she does everything on her own. She does not like to be helped or assisted in any way. And uh, one day she receives a, an email mysteriously from uh, CEO Phil Gates, um, who lets her know that they have wow. read her blog and were impressed by her <clears throat> and are impressed by your relationships with inanimate objects 
and ability to communicate using words. We have discovered an ancient <laughs> alien artifact in the middle of a remote and dangerous location. We would like to send you out there alone, without any help, to tell the artifact's story. Yours, Phil Gates, CEO. Christy expertly navigated her computer's operating system to formulate a perfectly formatted reply. I'm in, she wrote. How difficult is that? Why do you need... Okay. So we fast forward a little bit. Bill Gates I'm so sorry. That was part of the excerpt? Uh, that, so that's... That's uh, still someone, someone, someone wrote... Someone doesn't understand ex- erotica. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I was just... Like, they, they expertly navigated their operating system to write a perfectly formulated response, I believe was that sentence. Yes. And then, and and the, then they and hit us respo- with, I'm in. <laughs> Yes. Yes, precisely. That is exactly what just happened. I, I have you. a question that I you don't yeah. need to answer until the end of this. I just okay. want to know by the mm-hmm. end of this story if this person wrote any of the Fast and Furious movies. Oh, interesting question. The word family wasn't in that, so... <laughs> yeah, it's a surefire sign. Yeah. So, uh, fast forward a little bit. Family doesn't Bill show Gates up erotic fiction. Pick up. Pick, he picks up Christy in his helicopter, right? He tries to put them, he's a real sleaze bag. He's definitely trying to like put, you know, making passes at her and stuff. Uh, helicopter crashes. Don't worry, they're fine. Oh no, but they might have to cuddle for warmth. And she's like, absolutely not. I'm an independent woman. Go cuddle yourself. And so she gets down there to try to find this alien artifact. They've conveniently landed or crashed. Crash landed. <laughs> Mm. PSA mm. From, from all of us who grew up in an Arctic climate, uh, do, do cuddle for warmth. It's actually like super important. Yes, it actually yeah, they, is important. 100%. It's, it's However, really, really they are... They crash uh, bandicoot. They are, quote unquote, the helicopter <laughs> plummeted deeper and deeper into the Silicon Valley. So I don't think they're going to need to do more oh, yeah. They plummeted into a literal Silicon Valley. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wow. So, um, yeah, so <clears throat> here's where we get interesting before I'm going to, I'm not going to say anything graphic yet. I'm just going to this read is, you this. This is a remote area known this as rem- Silicon Valley, <laughs> just yep. to be clear. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Uh, I'm going to describe this figure to you and then I want you to let me know before I read any more what your guesses are for this this alien creature. Uh, they, there is a vessel. There's like a kind of like a ovoid shaped vessel that they have found. Oh, they're, they're mm, spaceship, whatever. <clears throat> <laughs> a figure climbed out of the top of the vessel and pounced to the ground. Christy's jaw dropped as she found herself staring. Blink, 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 blink. The curled rod of alien steel flexed and creaked as it bounced in place. A pair of white orbs with black lenses in the middle. Eyes stared back at her. Dark ridges above the camera's eyebrows made a quiet sound as they raised. Any guesses? Yeah, mom. Uh, You want us to guess where this is going? I want you to guess, uh, yeah, yeah. Do you have any guesses as to who or what this alien artifact is at this stage? Sexy is what it is. Sexy, yes. It's a flashlight. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's, okay. It's, it's a robot okay. of some kind, right? Okay, okay. We got a okay. Oh, it's, it's Bender. 
Okay. Okay. Uh huh. <clears throat> yeah, cause Bender. So here's here's where we're gonna <laughs> really give this away. Bender, I only I don't even know her. She has uh, been stuck now. Uh, she's interacted with this uh, with this alien creature because she's able to communicate with words. That's one of her her skills. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you remember that from the first first uh, you know cha- chapter, if you will. <clears throat> yeah. So she's been stuck in this uh, area with this this creature, and uh, she's she's uh, found herself. <clears throat> she she reached for her tool belt, the weight of which was pulling her jeans down, so that her red panties peeked over the edge. Kill me. When she turned on her flashlight, she found him in front of her, his camera eyes aimed at her waistline. For once, he didn't say anything. A small portion of her annoyance at the situation somehow turned into excitement, and she got a brief thrill from having clippies in human eyes exploding no. her body. <laughs> no. <laughs> you oh, guys, this is the most buck wild shit I have ever read. This is explicit okay. erotica about a giant corporeal clippy. <laughs> <laughs> The Mikey, from- when you started this and you were like, she's an independent woman. She don't need no help. I was like, oh, some shitty dude wrote this. And then you said something. I'm forgetting what it was now that I was like, oh, maybe this is like, maybe there's a female perspective here. Then you got to the tool belts and the uh, peaking panties. And I was like, I think we're back to, I think we're firmly in the male gaze here. The idea that there is someone out there who is like, you know what turns me on? I want to write a story from the point of view of a woman who she knows a little bit about words and she wants to fuck a paperclip. <laughs> uh, so the reason of all the objects, can, obviously this is an object who on first appeared has asked if he can assist her. And she has of course said, no, no, she's an independent woman. She's, she's an independent woman. Assistant. She doesn't need that. help. Um, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Okay, I now I just would, need to read you a really couple love, of things here. Uh, I would love to do just a dumb spoof of someone trying to like, you know, make a word processor document and Clippy being like, hey, I see you're trying to write a, a blog post. Like, do you need help? And someone would be like, no, I'm an independent <laughs> I, woman. woman. Like, are people, who's talking to Clippy? Somebody, yes. Yeah, some, like, what are we some, doing? Some, cl- Clippy popped up, do you need help? And somebody was like, fuck you. And he was like, I'll write a story. <laughs> God, the idea of Tiny Clippy furiously in Word processing this document where he's like, actually, I'm an alien and I'm totally going to win over that lady who closed me. <laughs> that would That's a limited HBO special series that I would watch the fuck out of. I, I'm not going to read some of the more graphic things in here because they are graphic until you, and then you're like, she's talking about a paper clip. I would like to. I would like to propose a new term. Mm-hmm. A clip cell. <laughs> it's it's a clippy that's cell. frustrated that women don't need his assistance, <laughs> yeah. so he writes erotic fiction about them. Uh, well, oh, guys, that's terrible. Christy, Christy looked down and she saw that the loose end in the middle of Clippy's coil was sticking out. 
It was red and glowing at the end, as if his rod had been stuck in a fire. He had a Rudolph thing? Had a boner. <laughs> That's been programmed wait. to be very human, she said. Humans have certain needs. You've already helped me by saving my life. How about I help you for once? She reached out and grabbed his glowing red end. It was hot, but not too hot. He uncurls further at the touch. Oh, shit. I'm micro-hard, he muttered. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shit. I gotta say, I I was just thinking it would be funny to say the term clip cell. I did not realize how prescient it was going to be when he immediately tries to get transactional sex from a strange woman. Yes, 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 yes. There is, uh... <laughs> Holy shit. There's... There's, okay, just a little bit left here. <clears throat> just more? Yes, Clippy. Assist me, assist me hard, obviously. It's said... <laughs> <laughs> Assist me hard. Guys, look, uh, all you little just... knuckle boners out there, tonight after you listen to this episode of Knuckle Bones and you're with your partner, please, 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 for me, uh, ask them to assist you hard. Okay. You don't, you don't need to provide any context. Just say that shit in the heat of the moment and see what happens. Um, okay, this is the last bit that I can... I can even get myself to say. <laughs> I feel like we've hurt Max like, deep in the soul. I've fully started dissociating. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a deadness to your expression. <laughs> he uncoiled almost entirely, so he was a straight rod with only a little curl at the top for its eyes to attach to with magnets or whatever. The length of his metal shell whatever. glowed with digital passion. He sprung forward, bounced into the air, and landed inside Christie's lady socket. Whoa. <laughs> Man, I will never get over what or whatever. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Can you imagine in Lord of the Rings, J.R.R. Tolkien is just like... <laughs> Some called them walking trees. Others called them bushes or whatever. Uh, <laughs> Proto, you must take the ring to Mordor or wherever the hell it is. Or whatever. I I uh, want to start like a grimy punk band called Lady Socket. <laughs> like doesn't doesn't that sound like, I would, that sound like yeah. a band that like Johnny Silverhand's band opens for or something? <laughs> I would bet dollars to donuts some punk has already named that named their band that. It has to be a thing. Lady uh, Socket. Anyway, it's also everybody. it's also a thing I don't want to Google. So <laughs> I want to thank you all for hanging in here with me for you know twenty minutes of erotic fan fiction that yeah. was uh, conquered by Clippy. Uh, book two in a series with magnets or whatever. Uh, the first Wait, book in the series. It was called Conquered by Clippy. Like they didn't even let me like. Oh no! They didn't let me like bask in the wonder of the enigma. Oh no, no 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 I think I think Nick, you need to know 
you need to know you're getting into clippy erotic fiction to be someone who wants to, you know what I mean? Like that's a very self-selecting yeah, group. It's kind of your thing. Yeah. Do you think it's serious or do you think this is like an incredible troll job? Well, this, he's got like a, an amazing repertoire of incredible hokey short erotica. As I said, the first book in this series is, is, um, taken by the Tetris blocks. So. Well, well, so anyways, here we are <laughs> playing D&D. <laughs> So, so here it is, guys. The waxing moon overhead sheds just a little bit of light, and the rocks under your feet crunch as you take on a defensive posture. Because of the rising tide around the jetty and the connecting path towards the city proper, water sloshes just five feet to each of your sides. We'll establish our um, like standing order here in a minute. Um, behind you, quarter mile or so, the silver steel of the dome-shaped observatory can be seen, even if just barely. You stand three abreast, and the men in their white and silver chainmail also stand three abreast, mirroring you. The man in the middle, a beast of a man with shoulders wider than a doorway and taller than one too, takes two steps forward and hear the rocks crunching under his feet. And he cracks his neck. Don't worry. We're just going to rough you up a little bit. Make off with all your stuff. Isn't that right, boys? <laughs> and they all start to laugh. And now we're going to roll our bones or whatever. Okay, let me do some stuff here. Wow, that's interesting. Okay, let me do some stuff here. Okay, okay, I'm gonna do some stuff here. Oh, oh that's good. <laughs> that's a nat 20 for Blip. Ooh, I also got that's one of those. Hot. His dex is probably shorter or less than yours, so. His initiative is two, so 22 for Blip. Ooh, we got a roll off on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. <laughs> Although, you know what? What am I saying? Blep goes on Babather's turn, and so I should have Babather? to use Babather. Babather. <laughs> on Babather's turn. Damn, I didn't Blep. know you were a British person from the 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Blep goes on Babather's turn, so I should use the guy that I rolled for her and not for Blep, which means that uh, it's. 16 for Babs and Blep. 16 for Babs and Blep. Um, here. what did you Can roll? I just keep Blep's nat 20 for whatever he rolls next? Nah, that's okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, 21. Important. 21, wow, nice. How about Liza? It's been the bit. Uh, 21 as well. Holy smoke show. <laughs> um, you guys can roll off or decide who goes first. Roll off, baby. Oh, snap. Uh, it's just straight roll, right? Yeah, just just what's on the die, right? Seven. Yeah. Yeah. Twelve. <laughs> Hot. Here's what's going to happen right out of the gate. So, like I said, I think you guys need to establish which order you're walking down the pathway here. So, you guys are walking three abreast. Whoever's on the outside, there's going to be five feet, and then the rocks sort of slope down onto where this tide is coming in, and like the the salt water is just like sloshing up against the sides of the jetty. And what's in front of you guys is they are 20 feet in front of you, 
on the actual shore of uh, like the shore path so the actual um earth whereas you guys are on this man-made jetty um so it's right where the jetty is connecting to the earth uh we had a long rest before we went like out amongst everything and did our shit right because like (sighs) yeah i think the last time you guys would have rested would have been like in hillcrest like way like before you even got to astrovale yeah that's to say you guys haven't had combat or anything since since you've been in astrovale okay unless Um, you burned up slots talking to uh like galtier might have burned up slots talking to admiral memory but i mm -hmm. i don't recall cool so uh, the way that you guys are looking like you can see onto that path and the path itself on the other so your path is a total of 25 feet wide and their path on that on the landlocked i guess i'll call it side of where they're standing whatever is also about that width so like the path you're on just hooks over to the right um to follow its way towards astervale and you can see like on the far side there's like trees and stumps and rocks and stuff like as the hill sort of goes up uh, galtier will try to take the front position of our little group okay i was gonna say that liza was like so over that dude like from the jump that <laughs> our us getting out liza was like first one out the door <laughs> right like that's that was the way that i was thinking of it but um i mean yeah you like, have... Galtier's probably like he probably honestly is towards the back of the group because he was <clears> less <throat> bothered by DuPont's. but as soon as we see these guys and they because even their first couple words were kind of like shake downy he's yeah. like long striding trying to get to the front i don't know if he makes it necessarily depending on what everyone else is doing but that's that's where his head's at so do you allow him to get in front liza as this like because he's talking sure. for a second for a couple yeah. of seconds this this big bulky son of a gun yeah okay and then so i just wrote down uh liza year to galtier's left babitha you're just off to his right and then like i said oh i forgot all about blep Where's Blep? Motherfuckers act like they forgot about Blep. Hey, don't worry about me. Well, I, so here's the thing about being the dungeon master is like, well, I kind of got to know where Blep is. Uh, Blep? (laughs) Well, that depends on if you'll let me make a stealth check. Sure, go ahead. Of course I will allow it. This is Blepitism. Oh, that is actually a 21. Okay, uh, I don't know what you're trying to do, but I think it works. <laughs> I uh, can't give you a DC if I have no idea, but I think it works. Blep, like, uh, when this, like, altercation starts, because he was kind of towards the end of the jetty, so he's actually, like, Galtier and Liza are between him and the other, like, the folks on the banks. <laughs> uh, so Blep actually, like, very kind of casually, like, sets his hat down and, like, slips into the water. Oh, yes. Um, okay. I like it. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's fairly, it's, I would say, like, you can still see because the moon is, the moon and the stars are casting some light. So, like, because your eyes are adjusted, like, you can see some things, but it's definitely a little tricky. And I think on, I think on our melee attacks here, I'm going to impose a little disadvantage. I like, um, I like, I think. They do it in Pathfinder. I'm not sure if 3.5 does it, but I'm going to have you guys roll D100s on some of your attacks. 
and I'm just going to give you guys a 10% miss chance. So you're probably still hit, but you're fighting in the dark, so things can... It kind of gets a little tricky. <clears throat> and I'll have them do the same thing to keep it fair and even. But I think that that sounds interesting. Um, but what if... But what if Babitha has dark vision? Well, obviously that doesn't matter then. Then it doesn't matter. Okay. Nick's hatred of dark vision comes out. It doesn't, doesn't fucking matter. It makes it harder to see because there is light. <laughs> Brutal. Have you ever stared into the sun wearing night vision goggles? That's no. Not... No, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> we gotta play no, this game, guys. No! Normally, normally <laughs> while Nick no. is watching TV, scrolling Instagram, and editing the podcast, he also <laughs> stares directly into the sun with night vision goggles on. <laughs> to keep it all spicy. <laughs> uh, so the first thing that's going to happen is the guy that's standing to like the back left of this big behemoth of a guy, they're all wearing this similar like white and silver sort of chainmail armor. He, you see him like start to start to like gesture with his hands and he whispers kind of quietly under his breath. And you see him just like shoot straight up into the air like just into the night sky he shoots straight up Good. how far um roll perception because it's dark it's full of terrors uh, Aster uh, Bailey and dickhead Kim. cast fly Babitha also <laughs> check um yeah I mean I guess flies I should check as well I mean yeah, theoretically well, it, doesn't, it doesn't hurt yeah. It's it's gonna it's like you see it happen from the ground. You're like, oh right. shit. Fifteen 19. for Um, what did you get, Galtier? Fifteen. Oh, okay. I got ni- um, I got nineteen. Yeah, I think you guys can all see where he like he flew. He's flying, I guess, as an active verb, like flying up into the air, and he makes it about twenty five feet before he settles, and you can just see like his the like tunic that he's wearing is like billowing sort of in the wind and it looks majestic as shit meanwhile big guy is about 20 feet in front of you Gaultier you can see he's got his eyes set on you he likes the look of a good fight and he he strides straight up towards you and he draws this this uh what does he have what does he have okay I like it he's got a spear <laughs> that's not what I would have picked but that's what the book says so he draws this spear and he like spins it around as he's walking up to you and he's just got this smile on his face you can tell this guy just he just fucking loves a good fight but you're gonna take a couple hits here really quick and this guy uh he walks up to you and as he gets in range of you you see him plant his feet and it's just like his whole demeanor shifts and you can see that he is like very proficient with this spear um, let's go with a what is my bonus here that's going to be uh, 23 to hit uh, so that okay that'll hit I'm not going to do my thing yet okay let's resolve this then I'm going to use I'm going to use my new cyberpunk dice Ooh. Um, okay so first attack he is going to hit you with uh, 8 points of damage Okay. Second attack. He swings at you again. I think I might get you on this one as well. That will be a 22 to hit. 
22 hits. Okay. He, he's going to get you. Man, I'm rolling really low so far. Uh, seven points of damage. And then third attack. Oh! <sighs> Natural 19. Uh, that's a 26 to hit. Yeah, I get to it a little bit. That is 11 points of damage on that attack. Guy is big. Guy is tough. Guy is scary. Babatha, it's your turn. And now this guy is like directly in front of you and off to the off to your left. Okay, so Babatha does not like this boy is flying. She's gonna <laughs> uh, kick up on her broom and lift up into the oh, area. Oh shit! We got aerial combat. Woo woo! Oh snap! Okay, cool, awesome. She, well, let's see. So how close is the guy that moved up towards Galtier? So so if you stayed on the ground, he's, he's within melee with you. But I didn't stay on the ground. So is he going to get an opportunity attack on me? No, I think Galtier was probably a square in front of you. So you're probably safe to, to ascend. Okay. Yeah, cool. Galtier would have like, you know, this is gamifying it, but would have stepped to the range. Specifically, the point being, you got to hit me first or go around me. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm drawing my map on a uh, on a hex hex map because I don't have a square grid in front of me, so it's just a little bit uh, a little bit obtuse from what we're actually doing, D and D wise. So yeah, you can you can ascend without taking an attack <laughs> opportunity. Sweet. Um, well, then I'm gonna do that. And I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna Eldritch Blast him. Do it. <clears throat> you are 20 feet away from him up in the air. I, I, I'm into this, and it's just like this burst of light that shoots out of Balatha. <laughs> Lights up the night sky. Six, sweet. Uh, that is going to be a 16 to hit. It does hit. <gasps> Fuck yes! Okay, sweet. So then that's gonna go ahead and do uh, 1d10 damage. Ooh, easy. That is three points of damage. Three points of damage. Okay, I mean, it's not nothing. It's not Wait, nothing. I thought I thought once there you reach a certain level, the Eldritch Blast... For Beloved oh, yeah. does. Yeah, oh. Yours should, too. I'm not I'm not level because I'm multi-class. Wait, why? No, 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 no. Cantrips, cantrips are player, character level, not class level. Cantrips are tricky like that. Oh. Oh, Oh. so it doesn't matter. Oh, that's great. Well, cool. Then I get to do another D10 DM. It's got to be the DM, the the rules lawyer for once. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, dude. Get him, baby. Oh, well, that's four more points of damage. Okay, wow. yeah, I like that. I mean, it makes sense. It, your character needs to be of, like, sufficient level to play in a combat. It's, it's why some of the, like, one-level dip multi-class things are, like, kind of gangster, because you're like, oh, wait, I can grab this cantrip, and it, like, just hits hard and scales and is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the sneaky um, asterisk there is it's the same. It's, it's a short sword attack. You know what I mean? Like, all those <laughs> things scale in the game, because that's how the game works. Yeah. Um, okay, Babitha, you hit him with an Eldritch Blast. How about... Uh, the hurry broom and blood. Uh, well, I'm on the hurry broom, so the hurry broom is not going to take an action uh, okay. separate from me. 
Um, I'm gonna stay where I am. Lap, however, is how close is baddie guy, either of the baddie guys, to the edge of the water? Um, the closest one is gonna be the guy that's directly in front of Galtier, and he is 10 feet from the water's edge. Okay, cool. Your guy that you're attacking is, like, safely over land on the other side where the jetty connects. Weren't there three of them, though? Yeah, but the other one is, like, the same. He's on the... They were all on the ground right next to each other. Oh, okay. So he hasn't moved yet. So Blep wants to... swim... to be, like, behind them. He wants to, like, come at them from behind. They don't seem um, okay. What is his um, movement speed? Is thirty? It's twenty-five. Okay. Yeah, I will. I'll give you a little placement here where he has to. He has to swim, and he like kind of cuts the corner as the trail turns. Okay. Um, he cuts the corner in the water, and he's able to like pull himself up on these big, big boulders off the shore, and like poke his now bald frog head up, and he can see this other guy that's standing all alone now uh, but he will have to go under the guy that's flying to get to him okay and that puts him still 5 to 15 20 that puts him at 25 feet away from the guy on the ground still cool well then what Blep's going to do is he's going to eldritch blast each of them from uh, each of the guys on the ground from behind them okay yeah cool so so you're hitting one at the guy in front of Galtier and one of the guy that hasn't moved, right? Yes. Awesome. Yes, okay, exactly. cool. Cool, cool, cool. One of those is a 19 to hit. One of those is a 17 to hit. Um, both Are they, I hit, guess I should I have. Believe. Okay, I was going to say, you, do I need you to should have. who is who? Yeah, so I'm going to say that. They, they, uh, they both hit either way, though, in this okay. circumstance. Oh, so okay. in the future, just, yeah. But yeah, they both hit. So go ahead and uh, smash out your damage. Okay, so the one, the first one that I hit took two points of damage. Hell yeah. Second one that I hit took ten points of damage. Max damage. Okay. All right. All right. Um, Get him. Each one of those should be at. Wait. Max damage, 10 damage. You should be rolling two, shouldn't you? Didn't we just talk about this? I rolled two separate attack. I rolled two beams. So they, I actually Oh, attack- okay. Gotcha. Yeah, so I shot them at separate targets. Oh, Eldritch Blast must be different than... Yeah, the Eldritch Blast is, is one of the ones where the damage doesn't scale, the number of attacks does. I uh, see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's cool from me. That sounds good. Um, is that the end of your turn? It is. Galtier, your turn. You got a big baddie in front of you, and he look. You see him get hit with this Eldritch Blast. I'm not in front of Galtier. Hey, that big baddie. Oh Jesus! And uh, you see his face look like confused for just a second, and then it just goes back to this like smirk. All right. um, Bonus action, second wind. We're gonna heal up a little bit to start things off. Uh, okay, so that is nine points of healing for your boy. Uh, and then I'm going to make some uh, attacks with my rapier. Um, do I need to roll any weird thing, like you were saying, to see if I hit or not? Um, yeah, roll the hit, and if you hit, we'll do um, we'll do a 10%. Okay. 
I didn't actually no, don't do it because I didn't have him do it this round. We'll do it next round. Gotcha. Okay, so that is a twenty-one. Twenty-one hits. Okay, and that will do. Ooh, good roll, good roll. That will do uh, eleven points of piercing damage. Nice. And we'll do it again. Uh, that is more. It's twenty-five. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, that works. <laughs> uh, ooh, max damage, baby. That is uh, twelve ooh. points of piercing damage. Oh, that's good. And then you know what? Chicken butt. We're gonna we're gonna action surge as well. Ooh, right out the gate. Yeah, and we're gonna keep attacking. Ooh, I think I missed this time though. That is only an eleven. Uh, certainly. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. It's a twelve. Does that matter? Uh, still, certainly a miss. <laughs> okay. And the third one is uh, nineteen. Ooh, got him. Got him. Uh, okay, I rolled a one on my damage die. I'm going to use my piercer feet to re-roll that. <laughs> hey, I finally remembering my character has these abilities. Uh, that's pretty darn good. That is an 11. You're leveling up too fast. Uh, <laughs> Nick, I also just realized I was looking at the wrong line. Um, he should take two additional damage because it's a plus five <laughs> instead of a plus four now. And you just have to trust me. It sounds dirty. I forgot about the luck blade, uh, and so I wasn't adding the plus one in there. I was looking at the the regular line. I got Um, it on the the third one, but I I spoke that one else. And then I'm gonna stay put, but I will, um, after counterattacking, Galtier will try to like, probably isn't actually a movement, but will sort of position himself um, to make it difficult for this figure to move forward towards Liza and Babitha. Yeah, cool. Um, you can kind of tell, uh, you won't even have to roll insight. You can just tell this guy is thrilled to be in hand-to-hand combat. Like, this is this is what he is about, and he is very right. confident. Meantime, Liza, you are hanging off just to the left of Galtier, back and to the left, back and to the left, back and to the left. On your left! Sorry, my brain broke. Um... <laughs> Liza is going to... So we've got two bad boys in behind big bad boy. Correct? Yeah, so you're looking at big bad boy fighting Galtier, and then 20 feet ahead, you there's one bad boy on the ground, and there is one bad boy 25 feet up in the air. Okay. Currently yeah, an, in aerial combat with bats. That's quite annoyed. The great. That's quite annoying. Um... See, this is the problem with multi-classing with a fucking bard and a rogue, is that I just don't have a whole lot of options right now. Like, everything about me is roleplay. So, (laughs) unless I can convince them to jump off of this path, I don't think... you could. So, if you were to say, uh, little bad boy on the ground, is he directly beneath uh, little bad boy in the air. No, no, no. He's about 10 feet to the side. They were standing three abreast. Little bad boy in the air went straight up. 
bad boy and the big bad boy in the middle went straight forward, and then the other guy hasn't moved. It has been shot, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think I'm going to pull out my rapier. Oh, no, I'm going to pull out a dagger and just uh, stab big bad boy. Okay, yeah. And since Gaultier is right there, I have sneak attack available on this as a Bardrogue. 16 on big bad boy. 16 on big bad boy. I hate to say it. That is a hit. Wow. I hate to say it. You love to hear it. Okay, so that's a D4. I wish they used his team here on Nick. <laughs> what if, what if as players, we acted just betrayed every time? Um, I am going to roll. Is it all right if ever, with everyone if I roll a D8? Because my D4 is broken uh, yeah. from when I threw it across the room and it broke. <laughs> Actually, I have a disgusting amount of dice. How do I not have another D4? <laughs> From them all. Well, the purple one's fine. I just don't know where it is. Because you threw it. Yeah. Okay. That is a three in piercing. And then I get a D6 with that. Oh. Fuck. That's five <laughs> piercing damage. I mean, it's something. It's something. And then going along with that, I am going to cast a bonus action. How are you looking on health, G? Uh, I could use some. Yeah, I'll do a bonus action second level healing word. So that's 2d4 plus 3. 3. 4. Okay, 10. Merci, mon frère. I will run. I can I run past this guy? Um, yeah, you can squeeze by him. Okay. There's about ten feet. He's in the middle of this of this pathway, and there's about ten feet on both sides. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna run around so that I am between little bad boy on the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna be so, in between little bad boy and big bad boy. Yeah, I love it. Um, this will put you like right at the right where the jetty meets the. It's not like a shore. It's like a. It's a built path on like a. There's like a five foot drop off into the water, and it's just like this built path. But it's where the jetty meets this path like on the land. Uh, kind of, yeah. Okay. Cool. It's it's yeah. like, it's more natural though. It's not like actual boardwalk. It's like a. Anyways, yes. That's the end of Liza's turn. I love it. It's the other man's turn now. Ooh, Liza, you put me in a sticky wicket here. You're welcome, fuckface. I, I don't like it. Thank you for coming to see Lady Socket and the sticky wickets. <laughs> I think I, I, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna stick with what I wanted to do in the first place. Um, first of all, Galtier, give me a perception check or a insight check, real quick. 16. Um, okay. The guy looks uh, maybe a little confused uh, for just an instant as Liza runs past. I think that's all you're going to get in the darkness with a 16. Um, it's just mm-hmm. like 
it's like a tickled a little bit. Something something caught his interest, and then he's right back into the game. Um, meanwhile, I'm gonna move on to Mr. Priestman now. That's what I'm calling him. His name is uh, what did I decide his name was? I got We don't know. We don't know. We are unaware of your plans, sir. That's kind of the point. Okay, so big guy battling Galtier. He, uh, Galtier, you see this instant of like confusion for a second, and then he just shouts like at the top of his lungs, and you hear him say, "Zeke, a little bit of help!" And the guy that's standing on the ground still kind of like jerks up to attention and he's kind of like a sh- smaller scrawnier looking guy jerks up to to attention and he looks to liza a little bit nervous a little bit scared Ah, uh, crap and he, liza he just sprints straight past you towards this big guy um if you want to take an opportunity attack you have the space range and ability i'm going to and your sacred right and your sacred right to fight. And to party. And do to party. I have the ability to do a spell with a opportunity attack? There's a specific feat that gives you that. You don't have it by default. Shit. Okay, yeah. That you is You can't not use kidding. any of the special attack options, though. If you okay, want to. Okay, let's see what I grab shove etc hold on you already rolled to do something (laughs) well i just always like pointing that out because you could real you could real fucky with opportunity attacks when you want to be i mean that i'm not kidding that's a nat one (laughs) (laughs) well i feel like if it's an opportunity attack he shouldn't fumble i don't know he didn't have to take the opportunity attack you only I'll get take one it, shot. dude. You know I love failure <laughs> almost more than I love success. Um, it's it's really not that bad. I, I have I, to I to live nice my one. life uh, and not go insane. You're uh, it, this guy runs past and it, it shocks you a little bit, like that he's just gonna run straight past you and not even pose a threat to you in any way. Um, and it like you're taken aback and you step backwards for a second and you're put flat footed as you slip on these like um, it's like lined with lava rocks on this jetty. And you just like slip backwards on it for a second. Uh, the effect that you're gonna have is the next attack deals minimum damage. Oh, shit! So it's not terrible, uh, but it's definitely you're you're flat footed. You're kind of awkward now, and you're a little bit like, wait, if he didn't attack me, should I? Well, I'm still gonna stab him though, right? Or whatever. Looks like Liza's gonna be all support in this fight, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay so this guy runs past and he he comes up directly behind big big bad boy and he just touches him and there's a little bit of a little flash of light fuck okay not great but like we've proven pretty systemically that Galtier can't really stand and bang with anybody. And if this guy's also getting healed, I'm about to get dropped. <laughs> um, okay, so that is his turn. He will stop right there, actually. Um, right next to him, and he'll be like, I hope this helps. I hope this helps, Andres. Touches him. <laughs> light flashes, and Galtier, you can see it. He's just like, oh, yeah. Oh, cracks his neck again, feeling all better. And I'm it so is weird about it, though. 
Oh yeah, he feels he's feeling good. That. Um, it's big little bad bad guy up in the sky's turn, Dabitha, and you know what that means? It means I gotta pick an attack to do on you. <laughs> Babitha, you see this, you can barely make out this guy that's 20 feet in front of you floating in the air, but you see his, the gestures of his hand as he's just, it looks like he's just standing in the air. He looks really comfortable and he's gesturing and muttering again. And then you feel a breeze and then a wind and then it gets really fucking cold and then a chunk of ice smashes on your face. Uh, he's cast Ice Storm on you. And Rude. it's not... It's not just you. He's actually going to be able to get Galtier in this as well. So he's going to hit Galtier and Babitha. I will need you guys to roll me dex saves. Is he going to hit his other two homies or are they? Nah, he's got he's got the circle on it, baby. If he casts if he casts just behind Babitha and kind of center on you guys, he can get just just the two of you. It's a fourteen. Okay, I have rolled absolute dog shit I'm going to use my luck blade and re-roll this one <laughs> that doesn't sound good oh no it really wasn't that much better <laughs> uh, you said dex right um, what is it you said you said a dex saving throw yeah uh, that's a total of eight Total of eight is fail. So Babitha, you pass, and Galtier, you fail. So this is going to be 2d8 bludgeoning and 4d6 cold. Jesus. Oh, fuck. So I'll read 2d8. What? The absolute fuck. Fucking fight. These guys, you guys really haven't encountered like a, like a, team of casters up to this point it's all been melee and now you guys are at an adequate level to fight some powerful casters well so are we 10 points bludgeoning and then you're gonna take some cold as well i don't know galtier is <laughs> galtier is in this, this situation th- mathematically this could knock me out i don't think it will but it could um Let's go for 12 points of cold damage. Oh, we're okay. We're and, okay. Um, and Galtier, I will tell you that given the, the area of this storm and how he had to shape it, if you if you are in danger of going out, this is a... Um, I'm just trying to tell you that you're probably going to want to get out of this range if you're worried about getting knocked out because the spell doesn't yeah. go away. So it's a, Yeah, it's perpetual. It's ongoing. Yeah. And you said that uh, he, this is like, not necessarily uh, meta-wise, but careful spell. Like he, he chose the people to affect in this, in this sphere. He was just able to cast it in the, in the right spot that it didn't hit his friends. Oh, okay. So he kind of cast it like behind and central on Babitha and Galtier. Okay. Is it possible that? Uh, would you say that it like blocks off part of the jetty in behind? I'm actually reading this spell. This is Ice Storm. Um, I don't think that it's perpetual. I think it actually only just happens once. Oh, but hailstones turn the area of effect into difficult terrain. So the square that you're standing on will be difficult terrain, and uh, anything behind you basically will be. Okay. 
So, that was Mage's turn. Now it's going to be Gladiator's turn, and uh, this is the one that should probably have Galtier more concern. Oh, no. <laughs> um... I didn't realize that you were so low on HPs, but I'm into it. So, uh, it, I think that his first attack is going to be, well... Yeah, okay, I'm gonna make a shove attack on you. Um, I was gonna do it in a little different order, but I'm gonna make a shove attack on you, seeing that you are like beat up and thoroughly getting hurt. Uh, he's gonna make a shove attack. Mm -hmm. And so I will need a strength or acrobatics from you. And he will roll a strength. Hmm, 18? Uh, 14 for Galtier. Okay. Uh, Galtier, you, he's going to shove you prone onto the hailstones uh, at your feet, at your back, at your head now. Mm -hmm. um, and he, I, I think I'm going to stop the action at that point, but he's going to lower his spear, like point his spear at you and just be like, are you, are you ready to give it up yet? Are you ready to give up all your stuff? That seems problematic. Oh, I still got a couple of tricks up my sleeve there, young blood. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, I'm going to go for it then. Is that you, Nick, or the care? Yeah, baby. I just, I just as soon take it from you now, but if this is how you want it to go down, it's how it's going to go down. Uh, he's going to try to hit you for a 17. 17 will miss. <laughs> like, dodge out of the way on the ground. <laughs> I, I feel like um, Galtier is just ra the rapier just comes up and he's like oh. kicking the spear to the side while he's on his back. You know what I mean? Like, he's just. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I'm going to. He's got one more attack that I'll make on you. Uh, that one is going to be a little bit bigger. That'll be a 21 to hit. And if that does, it'll be. Um, it's going to be at that uh, disadvantage, too. Okay, so um, I'm going to use my defensive duelist reaction. When you are wielding a finesse weapon with which you are proficient and another creature hits you with a melee attack, you can use your reaction to add your proficiency bonus to your AC for that attack, potentially causing the attack to miss you. Uh, my proficiency bonus is 3, my AC is 18, that bumps my AC to a 21. <laughs> okay, oh, you weren't yeah. joking. A couple tricks up your sleeve still. Alright. I'm into it. Um, that is going to end his move. I think he's just like towering over you still trying to like now he's like in earnest trying to get at you and just can't. You kick it away, you jab it away, you smack it with your rapier one time, and he's just like <laughs> trying to come at you. Um, and we will move on to Babitha now. Babitha seeing Galtier just getting pounded. She's going to first use her bonus yeah. action to cast <laughs> or <healing> whatever. Word. <laughs> Or whatever. Uh, that does eight points of healing. Oh, shit. <clears throat> Excuse me. Eight nice. points of healing to Galtier. Then for her action, she's going to Eldritch Blast this guy. So she's going to shoot off two beams at him. Are you doing Flyboy or are you doing Flyboy? Flyboy. Okay. Fly 
Uh, I rolled two 17s on two dice. Plus six. Whoa. So that's... That's whack. Uh, that's whack. That's uh, going to be two 23s to hit. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, got him. Got him. Got him. Um, and that's going to be a total of 11 points of damage to him. And then Blep is going to do almost the exact same thing. Uh, actually, no, Blep is probably, he's within 120 feet, so he's going to do literally the exact same thing. So he's going to use his bonus action, cast Healing Word on Gaultier. Mm. The focus Four. has shifted. Three plus, what's my spellcasting modifier as Blep? That's seven more points of healing for Gaultier. Nice, nice. Hey. And then he is going to shoot off two Eldritch Blasts at Flyboy, since he seems pretty dangerous. <laughs> Can you... Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Because it's that's a bone a, attack. And then a... That's a 17, which I think hits, and then a... Oh, that's a 3. And then a 6, which I think misses. The first one hit? Yes. What is the cool, damage? Cool, cool, That is... Nine points of damage. Okay, so one thing that we don't usually do that I am doing here is going to be concentration checks. What's the total damage? Nine? Yes. So 27. Um, now that we're like at a little bit higher levels, I kind of want to stay a little truer to some of these more crunchy mm -hmm. rules. Um, concentration checks are... It's a, it's a constitution saving throw, and it's you have to pass a 10 or half the damage. Whichever, Whichever is, is higher, higher so right? So DC 10 constitution. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So it's not too crazy. And so normally it's a DC 10 con save unless you hit with some big boys, you know. Yeah, yeah. so I got, a, I got an 11, so I passed that. So I'm still flying up in the air, but definitely got hurt, and I definitely do not like it. Cool. Mage boy says. Should he have made those? Should he have made those checks when Babitha hit him too? Um, yep. Yeah, but I didn't. Every hit. hands off the chest piece. <laughs> I know. Well, I just realized that I wasn't doing it. I've for like it, it dawned on me when I was looking up ice storm because it's not concentration, so it was gonna affect that. And then I was like, ah, oh, shit. Fly is obviously concentration, so. Um. I only have a total of nine having come from your whole round, and that can't be right with the No, that's blast. only, no, nine no, is that's just only what Blep did. Uh, Babith so was, uh, you had one that was pretty high and one that was kind of in the middle. I think it was 11 points of damage. I think I rolled okay. a seven and a four. I think it was 11 points of damage. That's why you were asking damage. about those concentration checks. I thought you meant the yeah. previous round. So yes, I will roll it for that. I'm sorry. Somehow I, I think I must have been reading a spell or something, and I just totally, totally missed that. Um, Okay, so he, he rolled an eight on that particular concentration spell check. So he is going to plummet to the ground, which is 25 yes! feet below him. Uh, well, is he above? He is just above ground. He's almost above the water. Um, he specifically said he was above ground. Yep, Safely right. over ground. So he is going to take some fall damage, <laughs> which is bizarre that I don't know that that really has ever happened for us. Um, okay, he's going to like fall straight to the ground. <laughs> Was a weird and he's or prone, whatever. right? And he's prone. 
Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that guy. And then I will tell you that after that... purple and green blast shooting every which way at him. Yeah, after that fall, he is not looking great. Um, Okay, I like that. That was great. I'm sorry that I missed that. No, that's fine. I'm glad we resolved it and that it worked in my favor. (laughs) Galtier, it's your turn, and keep in mind that you are currently on the edge of difficult terrain, so standing up is going to require some... I think it's full action or full movement to stand in difficult. Is that right? I think so. Um, well, that's interesting. Rules is written. I don't think so, but I would, I think that judgment makes sense because like both of those things have your movement. So all it would mean is that you would keep having it. And you would just end up with five feet at the worst case, but you'd end up with more than that, right? You'd go to 15. You'd have that down to seven and a half. You'd round down to five. Because like it's one of those you can't you can't have things down to zero because there are things smaller than right. Um, I'm gonna look it up real quick. I just want to make sure. Huh, it actually doesn't say anything about it. I guess uh, I guess I'll say that it still takes half movement to stand up, but then you're only gonna get um, five feet of movement. I think if you decide okay. to move. Will you let me try something real fucky? <laughs> you you know I'm into the fucky. I know you are. That's why I'm pitching this. Okay, so I have this thing, bait and switch. It normally requires a creature to be willing and not incapacitated. And uh, I can switch places with them, right? What I want to try to do is use that here, and I'm sure you will impose some kind of check, or maybe I have to hit with an attack or whatever it is. But basically, Galtier is going to try to do like a fucking cool sweep the leg move and swap spots with this guy. So like in his act of getting up, try to like put him in the difficult terrain and if i could knock him down cool but not required necessarily why don't we treat it like a grapple and you can reposition him okay um do you want me to just roll regular grapples or do you want me to try to leverage this maneuver thing um i think that i'm gonna limit you here to uh uh, rules as written grapple because you can do that by the rules um yeah it just takes the action to do it so you're it's basically what you're talking about um I think the benefit is that if you do it your way, you get an AC advantage, and I don't see that being... Uh, is that right? You get AC advantage? Uh, it, in the normal one, yeah. I wasn't... I was fully willing to let you wave that as a way <laughs> of just, like, getting me out of this situation and fighting this guy. Yeah, I think I think we need to just uh, keep it a regular grapple, so we'll do uh, versus his strength, and, and we'll see if you can get him because because like the thing is this guy is big so it's gonna be it's gonna be a hassle to get him to move but if that's your play okay let we'll me let me it. give you one more desperate pitch can i expend the superiority die for this ability to get advantage in this situation no but i will let you use the ability to add the superiority Hell die yeah. to your yeah so almost will, kind of advantage. I, yeah, that's good enough. I will take that shit. I, and I like the, I like the idea that this is like happening simultaneously as Babatha and Blep are blasting Eldritch Blasts. So there's just like these <laughs> bursts of blue light happening in the sky. I rolled pretty good, dude. I got an 18. Uh, that's a total of 28. Jesus! Oh. From from the ground, this guy's attacking with, or he's like. Not really. I guess he did attack me at the end of the other round. He's like stabbing the spear down, and Galtier is sort of like 
deflecting with his sword and keeping just like rolling just enough. And then all in one movement, we'll sort of like pin the spearhead down, kick one of this guy's feet out and like leap up and sweep the leg all at once so that they've fully switched places and then just hold the, the sword out to his throat. And say, yeah, that's oh awesome. My, seems we find ourselves in a slightly different position. Perhaps you would like to acquiesce any of your uh, prior behaviors and let's just call this thing a draw. Don't worry, Grandpa. I've got a few tricks up my sleeve, too. <laughs> he almost he almost looks like entertained at this point. Definitely beat up a little bit, but certainly entertained. Uh, okay, and that, that was my action, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Uh, the grapple is the attack action. Yeah. Okay, so then... That's it. That's all I'm going to do. I don't really have a bonus action. That's whack. What a turn. Liza. Can Liza take a perception check and just see what the... Are there any insignias or identifying marks on these dudes? Yeah, so what you saw... You guys saw them before the fight. Uh, I described them in the last episode, and I, I think I did in the intro. They're wearing these like chains that have a medallion of a shooting star. Okay, gotcha. And that's nothing that we would recognize. Um, I'll let you roll a history on it if you'd like. Okay. Sick. Or, um, sick. I'm sorry, make it religion. Oh, okay. Uh, well... Ooh. Uh, that is a six. Ooh. Um, it looks like a pretty dope medallion. Great. So Liza is going to... <laughs> how far away from uh, Flyboy is uh, Liza? Liza, feet? you... Yeah, 10 or 15 feet. You could get there pretty easily. Okay. And then I'm about 10 to 15 feet from Big Bad Boy. And Lil Bad Boy. I'm Like I said, I'm using this hex map, so it's funky. Yeah, you're 10 feet away from Big Bad Boy and from uh, Little Healy Bad Boy. Okay. And G is in between Healy Bad Boy and Big Bad Boy now, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're going to be 15 feet away from Big Bad Boy. Okay. So, oh yeah, Galtier, they've got you in the pincer. Uh, Liza's gonna cast Bane on all three of these boys. What's the range on that? Uh, thirty feet. Okay, sure. I can choose up to three, uh, three figure, three creatures of my choice uh, within range must make charisma saving throws. And what is your DC? Uh, my DC is 15. Okay, let's do... Um, the big bad boy fails. Little Healy bad boy also... fails. And then prone magic bad boy, he also fails. You got all three of them. Sick. Heck yeah, and baby. Then, uh, so that is... Whoop, 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 whoop. And and then I think what I'm going to do is I am going to yell to G that he is... Uh, I'm just going to... 
say, you're the best, or you're the best around. Nothing can ever keep you down. You're the best around. And Song. I'm, I'm glad you finally said that. I've been I've been feeling that way for a long time, and I'm glad that you see it as well. <laughs> okay, that was regrettable. Uh, so you have a D6. Alright, that's your turn? Yep. I love it. Um, okay, Galtier, the, the little weasel that's behind you, his name's Zeke, he is going to disengage from you and step back five feet. Um... You have the ability to attack him if you'd like to. Otherwise, I thought with I thought with a disengage. Oh, he is not using his action to disengage. Oh, okay. That was a flavor disengage. Did I say disengage? You did. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's very poor choice. Of no, 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 he's yeah, <laughs> very, very poor. No, he's just stepping away. He's not at disengaging. Um, so um, at question: him Like where he's at? If I were to grapple him. Would that prevent him from being able to touch the guy on the ground? Yes. Okay, I'm going to attempt to grapple as my phone, or opportunity attack. Okay, sure, yeah, I like that. Was not expecting that, but okay. When he tries to step away, I'll do it and say like, well now hold on, party's just getting started. <laughs> and I'm going to try to just grab him and keep him where he's at. Okay. I did alright, I did alright. Um... That is a 19 about here. Oh, I got a 16. So close. Oh, okay, so so you got him. You got him in a nice little grapple. Shit. So, I mean, I guess that's my turn, and now I have to use a turn to break out of that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Grappling I mean, it's always a movement. My brain. You, you still have your you still have like your action and bonus action and stuff, and I just prevented him from using his movement to do what he wanted. Oh, so my movement I can use to try to break... Or do I automatically break it or do I have to fight? No, it's, it's an action to try to escape. So he could use his action this turn to try to escape. Or he could attack me. Or he could cast a spell if it didn't require certain things. Like, Yeah, that's that's my holdup. I, I was trying to make space to cast the spell. And right. uh, he definitely got in my way. So I think he's going to have to use his action to break away from you. It's the only real thing that makes sense. is like He's not a big, he's not a big fighter, obviously. You know, It's not really his thing, so... He needs that space to, to be able to do anything. So I think he's going to try to break out. He'll use his action to break free, hopefully. All right, here we go again. Okay, all right. We did okay this time. I got an 18 to break free. And you have to subtract a d4 from that. Oh. No, that's on ability checks too? Oh, oh yes. Yeah, it attacks and ability checks. Oh. ability checks and saving throws? Is that what it is? What is yeah. Fuck. 16. Do you know why I love that so much, Max, that you brought that up? <laughs> Come on! Because Gautier got an 18. <laughs> we oh, were tied except no. for baby. Oh, clutch. I hate it. I loathe it. So, I despise it. So everyone, so whenever a target uh, that fails this saving throw makes an attack roll or saving throw before the spell ends, which would be up to a minute... Uh, the target must roll a d4 and subtract the number from the roll, uh, the number rolled from the attack or saving throw. So I'm just, I'm just, I hate like, you. yeah, it's in effect <laughs> for the next minute. Yeah. Um, okay. So, I mean, that was his turn was trying to break, break free, I think. And he failed miserably. So he's currently grappled. <sighs> Rough, man. Can I just say that canonically the, the Bane is actually just Liza 
like getting all of their attention and just changing their hair color at will and just being like, doesn't isn't that freaky? Doesn't that freak you out? And they <laughs> and they all are like really distracted. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck? What's your deal? Yeah. Liza just like, do you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Li- Liza is uh, is moving away from music and is just going into just like body heckling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think at, at that, at hearing that, the uh, big bad boy on the ground, uh, Galtier, you're the only one that's that's close, and you hear this guy on the ground, and he's he sounds like confused, and he's like, Strovichel? But only Galtier can hear that. Meanwhile, this prone boy is going to I don't know how movement and prone works, but what he's going to do is roll. He's going to roll off the edge of the path and into the water. So. Where Blep is waiting for him. Yeah, he's right on the edge. He's literally right on the edge. Um, so, so I think. So instead of using his movement to stand, he's using his movement to roll. Yeah, exactly. So Liza, I'll definitely give you an opportunity attack because he's trying to roll out of your your space. Um, okay. But yeah, he's gonna. You see him on the ground, and again, he's like doing his hand motions and and whispering under his breath. Out of and then like he's trying to roll off the edge. That's a fifteen to hit with my dad. Uh, Blips waiting in the water for him. Uh, wait, wait, wait! How are you attacking him? Is it melee? Yeah. If, if he's prone, you get advantage. It's advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. That's right. Okay. I'm glad you said that. Ooh, that's a 25. Uh, yeah, Kill. okay. That'll hit. Uh, so that's three damage because I on my next attack, yes. I got... Uh, but Oh, minimum I, damage. That's right. Yeah, it's minimum damage, and it's on a reaction. So thank you. Yeah. Oh, dude. No, that's, that's perfect because honestly, you would have killed him. <laughs> oh, yeah. If it was anything um, more than that? Yeah. Um, oh my god, that's so <laughs> this, funny. This was like a last-ditch effort. So, Liza, what happens is you see this guy rolling on the ground, and the instant before he actually plops over the edge, you see him just go invisible. <laughs> Disappears into the night. And then you hear the splash. You can see the splash. But he's gone. Mm. Can But can Blep, who is in the water, see where he just landed? Um, when is your turn? Well, we'll play it out on your turn, I think. I think everybody can kind of see where he splashed in. Like, if you're looking in that area, you can see where he splashed in anyways. So we'll see how that resolves on Blep's turn regarding current location. In the meantime, Gladiator Boy is up. Big son of a gun. And Gaultier... Now you're grappled the other direction. I don't think that has a mechanical effect on you aside from... I mean, I can still hit you. It doesn't really affect me much. I'm just going to stand up. Like, can you take opportunity? Yeah. No. Yeah, I can still opportunity attack if you lose my but in fi- but Yeah, yeah. But in 5e, you don't get opportunity attacks from standing anyways. No, yeah. Uh, so, so he'll stand up behind you, and uh, I think he's just going to bang, dude. So I No, I say, no, he's not. The way, the way that I think about it is... 
Beltier's got his rapier out, and this guy, the other guy tries to run away. He just like reached back and grabbed him and like maybe a little headlock situation or something. Like brotherly kind of headlock. So he's just got the other guy, but he's still holding the okay. sword out of this dude. We're gonna make but a he... fucking human centipede real quick. <laughs> this guy's gonna get behind Galtier and he's gonna try to headlock Galtier and hold him. Uh so basically what he's trying to do right now, Galtier, is uh he's gonna try to get a grapple on you. And he wants to to take your bag away from you. And mm. depending on the success of that, he's then going to try to like shoulder you down into the ground uh, along with even his buddy. He doesn't even care. So Minus 1d4. Um, thank you. Uh, so let's roll a grapple check as he is going to use one of his actions to try to grapple. And G, you, you still also have your bardic inspiration as well. Yeah, I don't think it's going to help. <laughs> I got a 21, even with the minus 1d4. I got a, I got a 5. Okay, oh. so so we got a grapple, grappling a grappler. <laughs> yep. We got a double double grapple Grappler, no here. grappling! <laughs> Big guy is going to, uh, like, the, the, his intention here is to yank whatever you have on your person that looks like it holds the most stuff. So, like... Um, I don't know if you have like a satchel and a bag and a pack, or if you just have your pack on you, or just a satchel, or whatever you have on you. He is just trying to rip that off of your person, Galtier. Uh, I think probably I have a pack and like a scroll case, and then a smaller pouch. The scroll case, of course, holds my royal pedigree <laughs> and the writ from the king for easy access. Obviously, all times. Mm-hmm, the scroll mm-hmm, case mm-hmm. is just a fanny pack. Yeah, and then next to it, I have a dual fanny packs. The other one is my signet ring, the Dejamo crest, other important things for important people. Wow. Uh, and the backpack holds things like a bedroll and the torches and uh, one set of fine clothes. Case we need to go out. So, so with his like immensely more powerful grapple. Um, I think he's just going to, like, he's going to, like, well, this guy's huge. (laughs) He is going to just, just, like, grab Galtier, like, a shoulder on his, on, like, shoulder on his shoulder and the arm around his head, and he's just going to rip the bag off of your back. And, and then his intention is going to be to shove you onto the ground. And I've been playing with the shove rule, and I still can't remember it. Uh, So it's a, it's the exact same as a grapple. Grapple is a full. But a grapple it's is the exact a full same. Well, they're attacks. So if he has multiple attacks, he can do more than one. Yes. Okay. That's what I was hoping. This guy has and, three and attacks. A, sh- a shove. The the rolls for shoving are exactly the same. But if he succeeds, he can push me five feet in any direction. Um, okay. Also worth noting, forced movement breaks a grapple. So if he shoves me away from the other dude, it'll end my grapple on him. Is it ten feet on a grapple? It's just five, I think, on a shove. Yeah, if I damn it, I was like, if I could push you in the water too, that would be awesome. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's gonna rip rip this pack off of your off of your back, and I'll roll for that. Seventeen is gonna beat your backpack strap strength. And uh, I mean, you don't know that. Okay, roll for backpack pack strength. Backpack. Did you want me to roll a d twenty? <laughs> uh, no, it's a d twelve. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> of course, a d twenty. 
No, I have a 20 and I am like pissed off that I rolled a really good, it was a 19 on my D20 for backpack strap strength. I could have really used that 19 at any other time. No, I think, I think like just given the sheer strength of this guy, I don't see no, any I way that you can prevent this from happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then he's going to roll to try to shove you out of the way. Ooh, I did very poorly. Oh, I got a roll. Oh, I got a 12. Uh, I got a 19. Damn it. So he's going to rip this bag off and try to shove you, but you keep your feet. But now he's got your bag in his, you know, in his left hand. And he's like, like a bully holding, holding out his other hand. (laughs) And he's going to be like, tell the rest of your friends to drop them. They're ours now. Call it a toll for coming into Astrovale. Oh, doesn't sound very amenable to me at all, my friend. Uh, I'm next in the order, right, Nick? Yes. No. Okay. Yes. No. Babatha. Oh, okay. Um, that is the end of his turn, though. So he's got the bag. You're in front of him. His buddy is behind you. <laughs> um, he grappled. No, he grappled you, and you're still grappling his buddy because he failed his yeah. shove. So we've got a grappler grappling a grappler. Okay, um, Babatha, it is your turn. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Uh, gee, how you doing on your health now? Uh, I'm okay. I haven't been hit in a little while, but I'm kind of like right in the middle. All right, cool, cool, cool. Well, I got another, I got another healing, I got another slot that I can, uh, I can give you there, big guy. So I'm gonna bonus action healing word. That is 10 points of healing. I just realized this guy has an ability that can knock you prone and deal damage that I haven't been doing. Bummer, dude. I know. Uh, Babs is going to shoot uh, at the guy that is grappling Galtier. At, at the big guy? This is a real home alone type situation. Right? The big it? guy has the bag <laughs> and is grappling Galtier. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna Eldritch Blast him. So that is a 22 to hit. Yeah. And that is a 17 to hit. Yes. Sweet. That is a total of 10 points of damage. And then do you want to do a perception check for a butt? I do, yes. That's a 19 on the die. For swimmy invisible boy. Swimmy, swimmy busy boy. So that's a 23 perception. Blup sees this guy splash into the water like sees the the shape of the body and then he splashes into the water invisible and then Blep can see as the water is like you can see the the wake around him as he swims and he swims about I don't know 15 feet and then Blep can also see as the water is dripping off of an invisible body as it's climbing up back out of the water in a different spot where is it climbing out Uh, he is climbing out about 15 feet away from the fight Okay, like he's running away. Yes. Cool. Okay. I'm going to... Uh, no. Blub is also going to blast the guy that's got uh, Galtier's bag. Do it. Uh, but first he's going to heal G also. 
Uh, and he heals him for five points. And then he's going to do his two blasty blasts on big boy. Oof, one of those is a 17 to hit. One of those is a six. Ooh, 17 does hit. That's nine points of damage. All right. Hey, guys, this guy is officially bloodied. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> this, wow. guy's a, this guy's a big, tough one. Now, Galtier, it is your turn. Okay, so the movement <laughs> rules with grapple are a little stupid. So my movement is zero while I'm grappled. Uh-huh. Which I guess precludes this from... like. I don't know if this works, rules as written or not. What I would like to do from a character standpoint is as this guy is sort of like demanding surrender because he's grabbed a hold of me, is to hold his buddy, maybe not between us literally, but just in a sort of visually striking way to where he can mm-hmm. see that I have my sword across his buddy's throat, essentially, and go like, well, now there's ways for this to end where nobody has to get hurt, friend. Roll uh, Intimidation. This is a Mexican grapple-off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Andres, Andres, make him, don't, don't let him do it. Don't let him. Okay, and since this is an Intimidation check, I am going to use Commanding Presence. Okay. And burn a superiority die. Oh, shit. You don't, um, I was going to say, you don't, I would keep the superiority die and use the Bardic. Because Bardic well, goes I, I, a... could, I, I can use this on way like fewer things. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Um, when you have to use the but... superiority die, I think it's part of the part of the maneuver. Yeah. Oh, baby, uh, that's a twenty-eight. <laughs> and any save that this guy makes, he does have to subtract one d four. Support spells, baby. Um, what would I roll against? Uh, I guess a will, wisdom. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it's fully your discretion if you want to make it a roll, right? Like, for whatever reason, he thinks he's contesting. I'm so torn as to how this, how I want this to resolve. Like, you obviously intimidate him. You obviously are winning this, this particular standoff. I'm just curious, or I'm just torn about how it, how that narratively plays out on my seeing, end. Seeing any, like, trepidation or stalling in his eyes, mm-hmm. um, Galtier will sort of just keep talking, right? Like, that's the thing that he does all the time. And just say, like, nah, we don't know you. Well, we don't want to cause any more violence, any more pain to you and yours. You just put that bag down there on the ground, give me back what's rightfully mine. Perhaps we can talk this all out. You seem like a reasonable man. Why don't you give us a reasonable chance of coming to an understanding? I don't think you understand what you've got yourself into over here. You came to Astrovale at the wrong time. Why don't you enlighten me then, son? There's a lot of things in this world I don't know, but a fair few that I do. Perhaps we could have a chat about it. Why don't you let Zeke go, and I'll give you the bag back. 
Well, why don't you let go of me as a sign of good faith and we'll negotiate a little bit. Oh, I sort of forgot I was holding on to you. <laughs> You're just so frail and small. Uh, that's a new one that I have not heard before, but you seem like a, a well-built fella. Yeah, I, I work out a little bit. So he will let you go. He's he's very cautious about like returning this bag. Um, Seeing him sort of like doing the threat assessment thing, like not knowing what to do, uh, Galtier's going to go full like Olive Branch. Let the guy go sheath the sword and kind of like give the other guy sort of a pat on the shoulder to like go on now son uh and then just put kind of put his hands sort of up and open to him like well now you just hand over that bag and let's have ourselves a little chat a lot of people want this stuff i don't know what you guys are packing but i know that people people are paying for you oh i don't doubt that for a second but i think you might have the wrong bags all you're gonna find in there is old rations and a bedroll, son. You might be talking about my past life. I haven't been paid for in years. <laughs> this this guy stops for a second, and you you've been like watching him this whole time, Galtier, and he's confused, and then it's like resolved, and you can see that he's feeling more confident, and he says, "You know, Liza, it wasn't personal. It was just a job. Calloway's gonna be pissed to see you." A lot of people are. I don't <laughs> doubt it. Hey, some of us have that same frustration every morning. And we will find out what happens next time on uh, Knuckle Boners. Or whatever. Or whatever. Or whatever. I cannot wait for the mini-sode that is just uh, stuff Nick is mad about that he had to listen to in the edit five times. <laughs> and it was like a 20-minute episode, which is us saying the worst shit. <laughs>